What's up guys, what's going on? Welcome to the podcast, episode 5. This is New Perceptions Podcast with your host, me, Mr. Ben Brown. What's happening guys? Um, firstly, I'd like to apologise for the delay in the um, recording and release of this podcast. It's been a bit of a week here in Cape Town um, and for some reason uh, it seems like most of my neighbours and other people around my apartment building have been doing incredibly loud construction work for the last few days every time I've tried to sit down and record this podcast. But it worked out for the better in the end because it just gave me more time to like think about what I, what I want to say and um, I was going to record a podcast about one thing and I think it's not time to do that yet so I'm just going to do um, a bit of a journey notes podcast right now and I apologise for any noise that's in the background. It's just kind of what's happening um, in my in my little neighbourhood at the moment, it's very hustly and bustly around here. How are you guys doing? What's happening? Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Like I um, f- feel like I I'm almost two weeks two weeks tomorrow. We landed in Cape Town. I've been here for two weeks doing my new routines and stuff. We flew down from London, Ella and I. Um, so I guess we've been up to a whole bunch of Cape Town stuff, really. So. With these podcasts, I just kind of want to do like journey notes every now and then. I'm going to call them journey notes. I'll give you guys an update on what I've been up to over the last week. Some interesting interactions that I've been having with people, experiences, content. Just kind of giving you guys a um, yeah an, an update, really. <laughs> so, um, firstly, I'd like to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And I'd really appreciate it if you... Um, on whatever platform you're listening to this on, be it Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Breaker or Overcast. Um, If there's a follow button or a subscribe button, I really appreciate you guys hitting that. Um, And yeah, that's about it for housekeeping, really. (laughs) Um, And also, thank you so much to everybody who made the effort to send me a direct message on Instagram when I asked for feedback in the last episode about the podcast um it just yeah it fills me with so much happiness and love every time i know that what i'm putting out is at least resonating with someone and that's kind of the whole point um i don't think i do these podcasts just for me they're not quite like the videos in that sense um i probably will listen to podcasts in the future like my old podcast potentially but I don't really feel like that's going to be on the top of my priority list to like re-listen to me chatting, um, unlike the old videos where I can dive back into my YouTube channel and see what I was up to this day, three years ago, four years ago. Um, so you guys are a very big part of this podcast in your listening, um, and there's loads of you. I'm getting quite a lot of listens, which I'm really, really happy with um, as I sort of explore this new space of content um but yeah what's been going on so two weeks ago almost we landed in cape town um and this last sort of um this last week especially but i mean it was a bit of a rough patch when we first got here because there was a lot to organize ella literally is moving down here i have loads of my stuff down here in cape town already and i've it's kind of one of the last final pushes for me sort of migrating down um selling a bunch of stuff in the uk that i don't need and um basically setting up shop a little bit more down in cape town here 
and but for Ella it was a big old move and obviously it's a big move down here and I kind of take that for granted because I've been coming up and down from Cape Town for a few years now um, but for Ella it was like oh my god I'm moving continents moving to Africa and it took us a while to kind of realize um, the scale of that um, transition um, and it kind of it didn't take its toll on our relationship but we've definitely been um, challenged a couple of times in since we've been down here and really making our little um, apartment space into more of a home it's been really nice Ella has done an incredible job with this place way better than I could ever do it really is turning into a beautiful little apartment um, so I'm very thankful to Ella for that um, but sometimes it felt like I was losing control of like this is my space too and so um, around the new moon we were definitely uh, challenging each other and I was feeling really sassy around the new moon a couple of weeks ago on the 6th um, very very sassy and I was like take, not taking any shit from anyone and just sort of sassying around um, at the time, at the sort of time when Ella was feeling um, a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more emotional than usual. So that combination was like interesting. Um, and we're learning a lot about each other and living together. Um, and we've been dating now just over eight months. Um, how time flies. Sure. Um, but yeah, everything is amazing down here. I'm feeling incredibly settled and every time I come back to Cape Town it, it takes me a week or so to realize yes this is where I'm supposed to be this is where I feel my, my body my soul feels happiest you know um, I've known that for a long time it's just quite easy to forget when you go back to London and I end up almost waiting and just time watching and wishing the time away so that I can come back down to Cape Town um, some of the things that I enjoy doing in London that kind of keep me going back to the UK um, and my parents and my family on the south coast also and the doggos and my old friends there um, but that's about it really especially this time of year when it's winter and I know that I have my whole other life down in Cape Town that I've been working for years to um, have and enjoy um, and I feel like I almost find myself I find myself holding my creative energy back for when I'm in Cape Town because that's where I, where I like to release and create and um, <clears throat> it's where I feel free, you know. So I think in the last podcast I was telling you guys about how I'm going to be getting into more of a routine um, and trying to utilize the tools around me in my life to better myself and um, for personal development and growth and working on my businesses. Um, and just trying to trying to readjust where sort of my revenue streams are coming from in my life um, to better suit the new me as it were um, it's quite a strange thing to say like the new me because I feel like I'm just the same as I used to be except with a bit less ego and a bit more purpose and a bit more um, knowing of what I'm supposed to be doing Last year was a difficult year because I had no idea why I was doing any of the stuff I was doing anymore. It was like, well, why am I why am I even bothering to put so much energy and effort into this content if I'm not even sure it's what I'm supposed to be doing, let alone good for me? Um, and now I feel like I have more purpose, more drive, 
and um, having some a purpose and a reason for doing something I think is an obvious thing like you need that often um, to even get started you know it's difficult to to put your energy and your time on this planet into something that you're not sure is even for you um, which is why it's such a to be able to change and adapt and move on from things and explore new chapters of your life freely with without like stress in those transitions is a gift that I don't that I'm learning <laughs> it's not a gift it's a skill it's a life skill because we grow up um, and and we grow up in a world that encourages us to pick one thing and then stick to it until you retire because that's what serves the economy best um, but we live in 2019 mother truckers <laughs> um, it's 2019 that's amazing um, and you can do whatever you want um, there's so many opportunities out there and the tools and are available that are more free than ever um, there's just so much to be done and I think like that old schooly way of thinking that I'm going to just do one thing and stick to it and then retire when I'm in, in that same field or that same industry is it's almost impossible to have a career like that now I think people are changing careers every like five years almost um, <clears throat> and some of the things that the kid like teenagers that are in school now that are learning won't even be relevant by the time they finish school because the world is changing so quickly so anybody is resistant to change is gonna um is gonna feel the heat basically so that's why i always find it so funny when people are resisting change from my audience sometimes resisting change from me and they get used to one thing that's nourishing them and is um sort of serving them as a consumer they get used to that and then when it changes i feel like hang on a minute what is all this you, should, I'm, you shouldn't be changing. I only just got used to your content like this. It's like, okay, well, you should actually get used to change in your own life too because otherwise you're just going to end up sort of stagnant and, um, and resentful of the time that you spend on this planet potentially. Who knows? You are you. I am me. I'm different to you guys. Maybe. Or maybe we're just the same. Who knows? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, I'm feeling great at the moment. Um, just like two, almost two weeks now into like a more of a routine. And I'm talking like a six day a week routine where I'm getting up as soon as I wake up, which at the moment is between like six o'clock and 6.30 in the morning. We only have like a white sheet across our bedroom window at the moment. We haven't organized a blackout blind, which is really great in a sense because it means that when the sun's up, I don't know what the sun, sort of time the sun rising. I don't know what sort of time the sun is rising here at the moment, uh, but it's definitely around five. It's quite early, and um, it's really nice to be woken up um, by the sun. You know, by light. It's such a natural way to light, to wake up rather than by an alarm clock. Um, <clears throat> although sometimes I have been setting my alarm because I've been getting up early to go swimming uh, there's a swimming pool just sort of 20 minute 15 20 minute walk from my apartment which is um unfortunately only opens at 7 a.m i wish they opened at 6 a.m because i'd be down there early doors um so i've been doing a few couple of swims up and down some laps only 1.5k at this stage for all you swimmers out there that's basically your warm-up i know i know <laughs> 
but I'm just getting back into the swing of things and not not doing so much high impact stuff because my knees need a bit of a bit of loving and a bit of attention. So I've I've put a hold on running and I'm walking. Um, and there's an outdoor gym that's about a half an hour walk from maybe th- yeah about a half an hour walk from my place. So I walk there and I'll do some hanging on from the bars and a couple of chin ups and a couple of press ups and things like that and a bit of stretching occasionally to just try and strengthen my arm back. For those of you who need reminding or don't know, I had a motorcycle accident in February last year and I had a surgery on my arm and it's got a plate and screws in there. So um, I've been sort of rehabbing this arm and it feels great. I've really stoked with it. But my morning routine is um, is in full swing at the moment. So first thing I do in the morning is... Um, I make a real effort. I mean, I don't need to make that much of an effort right now because I'm just seeing the result, the benefits from it, but I'm not looking at any screens. There's no blue lights going down um, or going into my eyes uh, first thing in the morning. Usually I'll get up and I'll go into the kitchen and I'll, um, I'll start preparing our celery because Ella and I are on day nine now of um, celery juice. First thing in the morning on an empty stomach, 500 milliliters. That's... Um, like a pint of celery juice. Um, and yeah, I, I take all the leaves off the celery. It's quite therapeutic, first thing to do, first thing in the morning, you know, like um, chuck them in the sink and then give them a bit of a spray with this special spray that takes all the um, pesticides off and then give them a bit of a rinse down and then send them into that, into that juicer. And then we put, chuck some ice in there and enjoy celery juice. First thing in the morning, I go into Elle's and I wake Elle's up with her little celery juice if she's not up by the time it's done. Um, the juicer is is pretty loud, so I'm usually surprised if she's still awake after the juicer's been going. And we actually often take it in turns to do the juicing. Um, and then when I'm drinking my juice, I'll come into the lounge and I've got we bought a couple of yoga mats. I've been doing a lot of stretching of my hips. Um, a bit of yoga and just generally usually staying in silence in the mornings Ella and I don't we're like purposefully not too chatty and sometimes Elle's even requests like tomorrow morning can we have a silent morning it's a really nice way to start the day also um, so I'm stretching and I'm sipping on my juice probably do like 20 minutes of stretching maybe between 20 minutes and 40 minutes depending on how tight I'm feeling around my hips um, which, by the way, I'm struggling to make any progress on. I mean, I, I know it's a long game with men and flexibility in particular because our hamstrings and our legs generally, are, we hold a lot of emotions around our hips, I think. <laughs> Plus, my previous career as a kayaker just did nothing for my hamstrings in terms of flexibility. They're just like, if you can imagine, like the ultimate ball of headphone cables all tangled up that have been imagine like 20 cables that have been in your bag for four years that's what my hamstrings feel like it feels like you just can't make any progress but i'm persisting i'm being persistent um and then once i'm done with a bit of stretching i'll go and sit out on the balcony and the first bit of sunshine that we can't that comes up over the mountain just the whole balcony just gets flooded with beautiful first morning sunshine and i'll sit and um I do a bit of a meditate, which has become more of a 
consistent part of my week and my day. I've been meditating almost every day. Um, and when I don't, I certainly notice. Um, and some people are asking me, do you use any apps for your meditation? And I do. You, so a lot of the time I don't use an app. Um, but if there's a bit of outdoor noise going on and I don't feel like I'm in the zone to concentrate so quickly, I'll pop my headphones in and I'll use an app called Headspace. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about it. It's one of the more popular um, apps out there for meditation. It's super good for beginners because it like does a step-by-step -step course. And if you stick to that, you'll find yourself becoming really quite good at meditating comparatively, comparing yourself to like before you start, of course. Um, meditating definitely is something that's like practice. <clears throat> um, and I didn't really understand what meditation was for really until you start doing it. So I guess if you if you're one of the people like me that never did med never really meditated or anything like that and all really understood what it was about, um, give it a go. I highly recommend it. I, I've I cannot I cannot see myself in the future having a calm life without meditating. Put it that way. There's another app actually that um, my friend Mel Melissa was showing me last night called Calm um, and they've been advertising a lot to me on Instagram um, and Calm is really cool I think they have like celebrities reading you bedtime stories as well there's a whole different bunch of audio programs there for like helping you control your emotions uh, and your mind um, controlling your mind and then controlling your emotions um, and what it does for me is it gives me like clarity just clarity in my head you know and you've got lots going on and you're trying to like you can't stop thinking about all of it at once often just taking some time to meditate really helps like move all of that cloud away from it sort of in your head so you can see more clearly what you need to do and um brings your heart rate down and it just connects you back with your breath as well which is a really important thing, I find. Um, and I'm being told by lots of gurus and people that I'm meeting and content that I'm seeing, and it's a lot of yoga and meditation and, <clears throat> excuse me, that kind of stuff is like centered around coming back to your breath. It's um, very a really powerful thing. It's the, the one thing you can control which will help you control your chemistry in your body, in your emotions, in your mind. So, meditating. Get on it if you're not doing it already. And if you've done it before and you kind of let, let it go because you kind of saw the benefits but then didn't really think about keeping it up, jump back into that meditation thing. Um, really, really good for mindfulness. Uh, I saw this cool program the other day, and I'm really battling to remember where I saw it might have been on YouTube. If I do find it again, I'll try and link it in one of the descriptions of these podcasts. But it was a school in London, a primary school. I think the kids were between sort of eight, around sort of eight, seven to ten years old, maybe younger, I think seven years old. Anyway, there was this one kid, um, and they, they, were, they were interviewing the teachers who, um, this one teacher in particular who has a mindfulness program in that she's built into the curriculum of these young young little humans <laughs> at school 
So first thing in the morning, she has them all sitting in a circle and they're just sitting there like little Buddhas, like meditating and breathing so nicely. These kids in their uniform at school, all sitting and cross-legged in a circle um, and they do their like, I can't remember what they call it, but it's basically like breathing to help them calm their mind that they've all learned how to do. And then the teacher will read them a story, something, I think the example story that she was using in this program was she was reading them um, the big bad wolf with the pigs, right? And um, the wolf wants to eat the pigs, of course. He's the big bad wolf. Um, And then he, so of course he's blowing down the houses. And during this story, um, she'll stop and ask the group of seven-year-olds or six-year-olds even. Um, So who here thinks the wolf is a bad wolf? Um, And why? And then the one kid puts his hand up and says, well, we don't know if he's bad because maybe he's just really, really hungry and hasn't eaten for a while and wolves need to eat. And I was just thinking, oh my God, these young people have empathy already. They they know... (laughs) They know why, you know, they know that some people are motivated by different things than others, you know. So although the big bad wolf wants to eat the pigs and he's made out to be the bad guy, you don't know how long it's been since the big bad wolf ate his last meal. So he's maybe in survival mode right now. And to watch these kids actually chat about the big bad wolf and the, or the three pigs, or whatever the story is called, um... From that, from an angle where I think a lot of adults would would never even consider that the wolf needs to eat too, you know, like empathy, teaching these kids empathy, and then the, the next section of the program sort of moves on to this kid who is one of the naughty kids at school um, before this whole program came in, and they're interviewing him, and he's this kid's so sweet, bless him. He's saying, um, he's like, yeah, I basically like. I have difficulty concentrating and I'm quite boisterous and this is him explaining himself and he says um, and I I used to find it difficult um, to play with the other kids because they rarely wanted to play with me because I was sometimes a little bit too much and a little bit too um, aggressive with them and I was just wanting to play he's he's like knowing that he's not a bad person and he's just sometimes finds it difficult to interact with the other kids in the playground because they're not sure they want to play with him. And he said, but all of that's changed since I started this breathing thing. Um, and and then it cuts to shots of this kid like playing with all these other kids so beautifully and mindfully. And he said anytime he feels like he's getting angry or his emotions are getting like um, getting the better of him, he'll take himself aside and he'll do his breathing, close his eyes, and do a little quick meditation, and it brings him right back to the square, like where he's supposed to be, you know. And just to watch this young, young man explain how he controls his emotions, it really hit me right in the feels. I was like, shit. Imagine, imagine this was like part of the curriculum for young, young people. It doesn't even need to be part of the curriculum in high school. If you get them when they like super young and build that into their routine and build that into their understanding that's emotional intelligence at a level that's going to like change a whole generation 
so I was really interested in that whole thing because I felt because also in the program it cuts shot to interviewing the the naughty kid or the old naughty kids um dad and he's like yeah so when I'm gonna call him Mike I can't remember his name so when Mike came home and started teaching telling us about this mindfulness breathing that he's been doing it can completely change our household I started doing it I can control my anger so this seven-year-old has come home with this information this knowledge about how to be mindful and the parents bless them have been open enough to be able to learn from their seven-year-old about how to be more mindful and more like at peace and he said this completely harmonized the family living situation because he's also got brothers who are also kind of boisterous and they all just have this method of relaxation now where if there's an argument that goes down they know exactly what to do everybody comes back five minutes later and there's love again it's really a beautiful thing um and if anybody knows what i'm talking about won't you send me a link <laughs> so that i can share it with everybody um i think it's such a great thing to for people to understand that there are teachers out there and um, adults that are helping very young minds control their emotions and therefore have a better human experience um which is the goal, really, I suppose, because um, what else is the goal? Like in sort of raising up and helping people, including yourself, to have a better human experience <clears throat> is, um, is a beautiful thing to do, you know. It's kind of why we're here, I guess, to take care of each other and stuff. Um, so, yeah, routine's going really well. So I got my early mornings my exercise, I'm doing my journaling, I'm writing down every morning what I'm grateful for, and my task lists for the day, um, I'm doing yoga, I've got my juice on, um, meditating with the Headspace app, um, although I'm going to get the Calm app as well, because I think that's pretty cool, um, and I like the idea of being told a bedtime story, I heard one, I heard Matthew McConaughey's on there as well, imagine him telling you a bedtime story, I'd be out like a light. Um, I've been swimming in the Atlantic, down in the cold, cold water. Um, I've also been doing some Wim Hof breathing method stuff, um, which I'll tell you more about when I know more about. But for the time being, it's just like, if you guys haven't checked out Wim Hof, look him up on, um, on Instagram is where I find him most active. Um, and I think his son actually runs his account um, and all of his internet stuff because Wim Hof's just busy being Wim Hof um, but I think he's Iceman underscore Hof or something maybe I should just link it in the description <laughs> um, but yeah he, he I signed up for a free course online with Wim Hof and it's three videos and he basically explains everything that he explains when you go and do a course with him and it's about purging your body with oxygen and like he likes to say getting high on your own supply <clears throat> which sounds like great fun and you definitely do you um with these breathing techniques you're just you really it's just an incredible experience like i don't really know how to, to explain it just yet because i've not really been doing it long enough and i want to be be a bit more knowledgeable about it before i go explaining um, but check out Wim Hof and his breathing methods. 
I've been doing that a bit too, which has been helping. Helping, helping what, you say? Well, just helping life, you know, just like all of these things that I'm trying to build into my life now. I'm taking the tools that are immediately available around me to make sure I don't have another year like 2018, you know? Um, I'm going to learn all my lessons and not have to repeat them, hopefully. We'll find out, I guess, on this journey called life. <laughs> um, shit. Okay. Early nights are another thing. I used to battle with early nights. I used to hate going to bed. But now I'm so... Because I get up early and I'm doing so much stuff during the day, I'm actually like looking forward to going to bed every night. And I'm sleeping really well at the moment too, which is nice. Wild dreams at the moment, though, guys. Wild dreams. Um, let me just take a sip of my tea. Mm. How's it? What tea have I got today? Pucker tea. This is a turmeric active tea. It's actually my favorite tea to drink. It's delicious. Shout out. Mm. Turmeric, so good for you. Natural anti-inflammatory. Um, along with celery juice, apparently, is a natural anti-inflammatory. What were we saying? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, oh yeah, I was having some wild dreams lately and I'm not going to tell you about them so much because you know when someone tries to tell you about their dream and it's really fun for the person telling the dream story but anybody who has to listen is like, bro, I wasn't there. Like it sounds like a weird one. <laughs> no, it's like difficult to listen to someone explaining their dreams sometimes. Um, so I'm not going to go there just yet. Certainly not until I can fully remember what's going on. But there's a consistency in my dreams that is always a large body of water always and often we're trying i'm trying to do an activity on the water like surfing or kayaking like sometimes it's a race here i go telling you all about my dreams like i told you i'm not going to but there always is water and sometimes there's mountains in the background like it's a big mountain lake but often on those mountains are like big like modern buildings like big civilizations um it's kind of strange super alien um, and a lot of the time there's stuff that's happening in the dream where it won't let me actually achieve what it's what it is that we've gone out to achieve um, which is frustrating <laughs> I get the I used to get these dreams luckily I don't anymore where I was having to run or get somewhere quickly and I just couldn't move like I just can't run quick enough and I end up ditching my legs just letting them drag behind me and then pulling myself along with my arms which is really weird kind of makes sense I guess because I've done so much kayaking in my life maybe that's the way the way I feel like sort of tran translates to like I understand pulling myself along in a kayak better than I do walking around in real life anyway dreams are weird but amazing um I'm now also like over three months on a plant-based diet in case anybody's interested um, to know like what else I've been up to that I feel like is changing my life at the moment. Um, mm. Yo, this tea is delicious. Plant-based diet. Um, really starting to feel the benefits of that recently. <clears throat> to the point where, um, and I'll do my best to explain why I've gone plant-based, because I was, as you guys know, the skeptic about as I am with everything or used to be anyway I was like present me the facts and my way or the highway like I was very stubborn 
um, and I'm sure you guys remember from a couple of years ago, the drama that ensued after I announced on a vlog that I was going vegan after watching Cowspiracy. I was like, well, if this Cowspiracy thing is correct, then like, obviously I'm going vegan. There's no choice, but classic Ben, um, classic Aries, jumping in, starting the fire, and then not tending to it. Um, I was like, yeah, I can go vegan. Of course I can. Everybody else is doing it. Why not? Turns out it actually like takes a bit of effort. Um, and of course I was struggling and my commitment was waning because um, my stubbornness around my health and my body, I'm used to having like everything under control. And as soon as I didn't have control of my diet or I felt like I lost control of my diet, um, then I was unhappy and I was getting sick. And it was a misrepresentation of veganism, which is why so many vegans got angry at me. But also, shout out to those vegans who got angry with me. And you can go and suck a big frozen banana because, like, I've come back around to plant-based right now, and it's amazing. You guys are on to something. But all of you fuckers who, excuse my French for any young young ears out there, but the vegan Nazis came down on me so hard. There were videos made about me, like, it was so gnarly. And I appreciate your enthusiasm, but that's no way to communicate with people at all, ever, let alone for, like, tr when people that you're trying, influential people you're trying to win over to veganism. So I was like, I'm out. I'm going back to eat, eating meat. And then gradually over the last um, year, I've been making more plant-based choices around my diet. And s certainly for the last like th almost four months now, I've been absolutely meat-free. And I get it. It's amazing. I It's a frequency thing for me. So um, the s calling it plant-based, like... Everybody wants to categorize stuff, right? What what are you eating at the moment? What kind of diet are you on? And um, so plant-based is just an easier way for me to say, not have to explain veganism or be called out for eating a piece of chocolate or eating some honey, which is not allowed for vegans. Um, the main thing is that I'm not eating meat. I hardly eat any cheese or dairy products, certainly not milk. Milk has been out of the game for a while now, and that's an obvious one. I think anybody who's still drinking milk should seriously consider like having a little go at stopping that because it will change your life. Um, and, But for me, it's like partly about the animal welfare thing, of course. like I don't want to be contributing to the suffering, the unnecessary suffering of animals. But mostly, of course, it's a more selfish thing whereby the those um, I'm actually quite lucky in that sense that I don't I mean, I connect with animals. I love animals and I'm very happy that my di my diet choices aren't affecting animals negatively as as much as they used to, you know, but some people are so connected with animals that they can't even think about the mass like the genocide that's happening daily in in um, animal agriculture 
people can't like people like Ella really struggle to even think about it too much because they are so well connected and so empathetic for those sentient beings that it makes them they can't control their emotions you know it's a very gnarly thing to try and think about all of those lives those animals lives so I understand that is definitely a part of it for me but mostly think about that animal I just think about the the life that that animal has lived and the the emotions that it goes through fear mostly it's it's only existence is to be killed and eaten so it doesn't matter like obviously there's a bunch of farming that's happening that's a lot more happy cow style um where the cows aren't just like or the animals aren't just like farmed straight through but most of the animal agriculture is gnarly like those animals do not have a happy life so regardless of whether you care if the animals have a happy life or not because you care or not it doesn't matter if you're eating the meat of an animal that's had an unhappy and stressful and fearful life for its whole existence that meat is going to be made of those chemicals and hormones and it's it's going to be tasting different probably and it's going to be made up differently and like but for me it's a frequency thing it's an energy and a vibration thing that's put into that meat i don't want to eat that i think since i've been taking far more care and attention over what i've been putting in my body i honestly could not eat a choppy right now or a steak or a sausage i just my body doesn't need to be dealing with some other animal's fear that's in the meat there that frequency is a lower vibration that fear is a lower vibration than love love is a higher vibration so if your animal say for example you go bow hunting or even like regular hunting um i don't know out in the mountains and you see a beautiful elk or a deer and you manage to shoot that guy in his natural habitat and he's lived his whole existence exactly how he was supposed to that meat is different that meat is fresh it doesn't have it's the meat is exactly how it's supposed to be it's not farmed and filled with fear um so i would eat um meat that has been sustainably hunted um if i was offered it or if i but I used to think, oh yeah, if I hunted the meat, I'd eat it. I don't want to actually kill an animal. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Like if I want to practice bow hunting or shooting an, an amazing technical rifle, I'll just do it at a target that's shaped like a deer. Like I don't really need to kill another animal just for fun. Um and that's like I mean if that's your thing and you're into hunting or you know people are into hunting I understand like, the benefits and the um symbiotic relationship of hunting and conservation I understand that um I just can't get my head around the killing bit of the animal um f- just for fun like if you're going to eat that guy definitely because you kill an elk up in the up in the mountains and you bring that guy down chop him all up you've got like three or four families of fed for like two or three months it's such a huge amount of beautiful meat um 
and you're, it's sustainable because not everybody's doing it. So sustainability in meat of obviously means that not everybody can eat meat all of the time. Only your people who can go out hunting, for example, or I don't know. Um, it's an interesting conversation to have, and I'm really keen to talk about it more um, on this podcast. But um, just not from like not being like a vegan Nazi. I love when I meet a vegan or anybody who's got like a plant-based diet and they don't need they don't feel the need to tell me about it if i ask them they're super prepped and ready with all the information and then at the end of the day they just say it works for me like people ask me often about how's the meat-free diet going i just say it works for me that's all i need i don't need to like shoot them down about their consumption of meat it's their journey if they if they find themselves wanting to be on a higher frequency and wanting to live a more slightly more ethical life, then they'll get there in the end. Certainly, it's um, the a lot of vegans feel like it's their job to like spread the word, and they're doing a great job, I'm sure, and converting lots of people to veganism. But I think the way you, in which people go about it, um, since I was the ultimate skeptic. I used to think when I was an athlete, if anybody was a vegetarian, I probably wouldn't be able to be friends with them. That's how skeptical about the whole thing I was and how in my own world I was when I was an athlete. Um, But now I'm open to the conversation. I think actually in terms of long gaming, the mass populations away from um, animal agriculture and away from their addiction to meat isn't like some of the ways I see it being sort of portrayed as um, just putting off potential uh, converting, putting off to people basically, like failure of conversion to the um, plant-based diet is a failure of communication, like the vegan Nazis that came through and like made videos about me um, just because I, well, I was misrepresenting veganism, yeah. But this was not a way to communicate with me clearly about it because I was like, well, screw you guys. I'm just going to go back straight back to eating meat. I don't want to be one of you vegan Nazis. And shame, like the majority of vegans are amazing, beautiful people who actually don't care whether or not actually that you're eating that much meat because they know at some stage you'll probably come around to it. Um, it's those that go after you with like a, a pitchfork on the internet those guys really need to learn a thing or two about communication, especially if they actually want to make some big changes in the world by converting people to plant-based. Um, which I suppose is something that with this platform, I'm also hoping to do. I'm hoping to change some people's minds about what it, what they put in their body <clears throat> since I've been experiencing such great benefits um, of taking a little bit more care about what it goes in my tummy, um, but that's an oh, that's a whole another conversation that's um, that could be saved for another time. We're forty three minutes into the podcast, and I'm barely down my list of things that have happened in the last two weeks. Journey notes. Whew. Sorry, that was quite loud, wasn't it? I saw the little red light come up. I hope this podcast isn't too loud. I've kind of turned the microphone up a little bit, and so I can take a bit sit back in my seat a little bit more anyway you guys probably aren't interested in that either um 
so let me just round things off on why I'm plant-based now. Um, basically, I'm searching for a higher frequency. I'm looking to put my body and my mind on a higher frequency. Um, and that's the long and the short of it, really. Um, obviously, there are health benefits um, from being on a higher frequency. Um, and just, I've also been really, only really truly understanding what that means since I've been monitoring and being very careful about what I put in my body. Like if there's no opportunity to have something fresh and high frequency to eat, I literally won't eat. I would rather not eat than eat something that's going to make me feel like it's bringing my frequency down. Um, because fasting is not a bad thing either. Um, so yeah. Like frequencies, high and low frequencies. Um, basically, I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware, but the whole universe is made of frequencies like wavelengths and vibrations. Everything vibrates at different frequencies. Um, light travels in waves, sound travels in waves. Everything we experience is frequencies, and that includes our body too. Um, I don't want to speak like I know exactly what I'm talking about with all of this because it's very new to me and I'm doing more research and I just want to kind of, I don't want to wait till I've got a master's degree before I start talking about stuff. So I just want to conversate about it. But yeah, frequencies, we kind of, it's kind of common knowledge that everything vibrates, right? Including us. And we know now, um, and we have known for a while, but I know now that my mind control the frequency of my mind controls my emotions and that is a frequency too so lower emotions like anxiety and fear and stress they're low vibrations um which may which what which is why they don't sit so well with your biology they make you feel terrible alcohol is a vibration lower <laughs> if that makes sense lowers your frequency um which is why I also am not drinking. I mean, I had, a cup, I had a glass of wine last night, but red wine's pretty much the only thing I'll drink, and that's like once a week maybe. Um, binge drinking is out. Yeah, binge drinking is so 1998, guys. Like, 1998 was actually a really long time ago. That was 20 years ago. Wow. Maybe I should say so, 2005. Um, the whole drinking thing. I've got friends who are stopping drinking and they're sort of two or three months in and they are just like, why didn't I do this sooner? They weren't even big drinkers. They just like to go out and party a little bit, like young 20s, um, student life, um, and that binge drinking. So it lowers your vibration so much. Um, so no wonder you feel terrible the next day. Um now listen, the other thing is, I don't want to preach, but I'm just giving you my information. If you like, like I, I'm not giving up alcohol. I like wine, I like tequila, and I like whiskey, but everything in moderation. Um, and I know, like the other day, um, I went to a, a little one-day festival just outside of Cape Town, a little sort of Psytrance festival. It wasn't really so much Psytrance, it was more of a party. It's called Into the Wild. Um, and they, they're these guys in Cape Town who throw these parties, outdoor parties, and they're really, really fun. Great music, 
great people and everybody just goes and sends it. <laughs> um, so I was at one of these parties on Saturday and um, I'm just cruising around and I'm not drinking. Um, and then someone offers me like a, a drink. I say, yeah, actually, I'll take a, a whiskey, fresh lime and soda. That's my jam. Um, and as soon as it arrives, I take one sip and it sits in my stomach and I'm like, shit. And I had to give it away like I gave it to someone, but I didn't want to drink it at all. And that was a real moment for me where I was like, you know what? I'm listening to my body and I'm tuned into my body so much that it's very, very clear. The communication between my mind and my body is very crisp and clear right now. And I understand what my body needs and wants way better because I'm listening to it more. So I just didn't drink. Um, still, I had a fantastic time at the party. The music was amazing. I met so many great people. Um, which I seem to be doing at these little festivals. Um, and, yeah, the same people st sort of pop up at these parties and say, how's it? It's really fun. Um, but, yeah, frequencies. Like, the whole universe is made of frequencies. Um, and and our thoughts and emotions also have our frequencies too. So, like, good, happy, loving feelings and emotions, that's a high vibration. That's, like, a good good frequency to be on and we all know how good it feels to feel love and to feel happiness and um feel at peace and feel good inside that's a high vibration so um you can attain that and achieve that vibration through meditation by controlling your mind through and controlling your your emotions um and helping you which also like to stay on a higher vibration and to not let other people's energies and lower vibrations interrupt your day is about um, mindfulness, of course. Um, and there was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember now. Hmm. Um, it's about protecting your energy and setting boundaries. So... You can you know a situation pops up that maybe it's someone that you kind of half know, but whenever they see you or interact with you, they kind of leave a bit of a weird vibe. Um, you can avoid those scenarios. Just um, don't. You should also unapologetically protect your vibe and your feelings and your emotions. Like nothing else is more important. Not anybody else's emotions are more important than your emotions. You have to take care of your body and your inner self um, and you need to protect them sometimes um, and that's just practice and be be polite but be unapologetic and just draw your boundaries you don't have to spend time with people who are bringing your frequency down give yourself some self-love give yourself the gift of like allowing yourself space from the things in your life that are bringing your that, that are lowering your frequency and that includes unfortunately sometimes friends who um, aren't really meeting you. There's some friends that take more than they give. Um, you don't have to have those people in your life. And um, just being aware of that is a good start for making change that's going to help you raise your vibration and find that good feeling, you know. It's, um, it's obviously like a huge part of our life journey and our learning <clears throat> to figure out how to interact with people whilst being polite 
and leaving a good impression and all these things that you're concerned about other how other people perceive you being concerned with how other people see you that's all ego so um, the more you can learn to reduce the need to be in your ego the more you can also learn to um, protect your energy and say no to people um, and put yourself first is a really important thing oh my god guys the builders are back outside I hope they're not going to be too noisy hang on a sec okay there's drama going on outside the apartment guys <laughs> they've been um, this whole week they've been drilling a nice big long ditch all along the road just outside the balcony um, and yesterday we just lost water pressure completely in the apartment and then we went and checked our neighbors and they came and checked and they're like yeah nobody's got water right now meanwhile they're busy drilling outside so we go outside um, and like try and chat to the um, dude who's like sort of managing the project and he just completely denied it. He was like, no, we're here for electricity. We have nothing to do with water. Um, it's nothing to do with us. And I was like, dude, at least acknowledge that like we've had working water and then suddenly it doesn't work since you've been drilling outside our apartment. But he was just being such an ass. He was just not interested at all in taking any responsibility or even saying like something like, okay, well, let us check it out. Um, um, or call someone or help us in some kind of way. The whole apartment block has lost water. It's quite funny. Um, yeah, it's just... And this is what I'm also talking about, like interactions with people you don't know. Um, like this dude was very stressed. Um, he clearly was like having difficulty with his team and they were drilling holes in areas maybe that they shouldn't have been drilling or trying to just figure something out, obviously electrical. Um, just going to have a sip of my tea. And I had to go down there and support my neighbors in the communication that we were trying to tell him that you guys, I think, have broken our water. And it was usually when someone is that stubborn with me and um, has lacking compassion, you know, or um, just too busy, really, to be dealing with other people. Um, it upsets me, or it used to make me upset anyway, and used to get me angry, but now I go in knowing exactly what my communication is supposed to be, knowing probably the react, the way he's going to react or respond to me, and it's just practice. Like So I, I walk away having delivered my message, got a plan, and I'm not angry or like um, fired up by people and their lack of compassion, which is a big thing that I struggle with, people's lack of compassion for other humans is what like is like an ongoing thing for me <laughs> I think it's a Piscean thing we just feel we feel a lot of things and we um, we feel a lot of the injustice in the world that's a Piscean trait um, so it's difficult for me when even say there's like a row of parked cars and I'm driving and I pull in because the cars are on my side of the road and it's there right away and I flash them and I let them out and it's all like convenient and nice. And then they drive past me and they don't even put their hand up to say thank you. They're just driving as if there's nobody in the car that's just let them through. I'm like literally waving out the window. I'm like, thank you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> but like now I say it and it's kind of half a joke. 
But I used to get genuinely upset when people wouldn't thank me for stuff. I'm like, how, how can you expect other humans to go around helping each other if nobody's ever even, like, um, getting a nice little thank you? That's all I need, just a little thanks. And I'm like, you're welcome. I'm also a human. Have a great day. Unconscious humans. Everywhere. <laughs> um, anyway vibrations we were talking about vibrations and frequencies so in terms of biology our body is also running on frequencies and vibrations you know so like when you put something in that's like a fresh hearty salad um with some good clean organic greens um with no pesticides on and like really high frequency food um that really make that raises my frequency up maybe not just with one meal but over time, with my whole diet adapting to plants, my whole frequency has been raised up through my biology, including my mind. Um, so just be super careful about the food and the drink that you put in your body is my advice, really. I think I've always been into that, but I've never really thought about it on a level like that it was affecting my mind. Um, and it's giving me clarity in my mind. Um, yeah, so what you eat and drink directly affects your body's vibration. So being consistent with your commitment to high-vibe food um, is a game-changer. Highly recommend. Um, and yeah, it's, it really is. And when I say like I highly recommend these things or I'm having good results from these things, of course you guys can take it or leave it. And like, do I, I get a lot of message from you people saying, you people. <laughs> I get a message from you beautiful people saying thank you for recommending this I've tried it and it's changed my life or whatever and just putting a bit of trust in in me and um knowing that like I wouldn't be saying this stuff if I didn't if I didn't feel it and believe it feeling is believing um because the main goal of sharing this information is to kind of um impart ways and means in order for you guys if you need it to have a better human experience your life your human experience um, and it's so fragile the human experience because it's complicated to be a human in 2019 um, there's so much going on we have so many outside um, influences coming into our mind and, our, and affecting our body we don't know often who to believe about things um, um, especially like here's a good example I've been reading recently and learning about um, women who have had breast implants um, actually having to have them taken out because the the foreign object that has been left in the body has been giving them bad skin like big dark under eyes and they're just generally not in 100% health um, which is crazy to me because so many, in, in inverted like in quotations, doctors, uh, like doctors who are qualified doctors, you can't just put give someone breast implants. You have to go to school, med medical school. You have to become a doctor and then a surgeon. You have to be a very clever person, intelligent person, to become. Um, a cosmetic surgeon which is why 
hundreds of thousands of if not millions of people all around the world for the last however many years have been putting their trust in doctors when they say I'm going to put these things in you and you're going to be fine and now suddenly that's actually not the case and that's just one of many cases of human mistrust that's kind of been popping up um, over the last I guess like well since forever but particularly more recently since um, um, the development of our technology and the development of um, society um, and the development of the um, the sort of mass um, conditioning of making us feel inadequate and needing other things in our lives externally to fulfill our ourselves you know to find truth in ourselves i just think shit well what else have you fuckers told us that's bullshit <laughs> um i feel like i can see through it better than others a lot of the time and i have been always for my whole life i've always been a bit of a rebel um which is apparently in part my, because of my rising so if anybody's into astrology you're on my on my natal chart i have my sun is in pisces my moon is in aries and my rising is in aquarius and aquarians are like big dreaming and you're rising so that's where as you were born so the whole imagine the whole zodiac around you in a big circle like out in the sky as you're born obviously um your rising is the zodiac that was in the east where the sun is rising and your, your rising is like who you portray, you know, it's like who you want, it's kind of the version of you that you want people to see, and mine's Aquarius, which is quirky, weird, it's why I kind of like freaking people out a little bit and saying things that catch them off guard, it's like the reason I like inappropriate humor, and um, often when I'm in a shop or something, I like spark conversations with random strangers and try and make them laugh and that's just one of my favorite things to do is like human interactions on a bit of a quirky weird level but aquarians aquarians aquarius aquarians yeah i guess that's kind of the name for it um we're also big dreamers and it's the second to last zodiac so it's aquarian aquarius and then pisces is last and then aries is first so i've got two of the oldest zodiacs and then my moon which is my emotions is the youngest and it's fire um, in Aries, so um, I can't remember what I was talking about. I just had a little bit of a a brain fart. Um, I'm also being distracted by these guys. How now that I've checked out the window, they're here to fix the water, of course. Um, and guess what? They're fixing it just where the other dudes were drilling. I knew it. I bloody knew it, guys. Um, okay, what's next? What were we talking about? Yeah, human experience, and I, my human experience right now is fantastic. Um, I feel like a lot of the struggles and the hurdles that we were that I faced last year are standing me in really good strength for moving forwards with my life and making sure my human experience is good. Um, obviously, I fully anticipate some more hurdles and more bumps in the road. It's not like nothing bad's ever going to happen to me again. I just feel like the bad shit has made me more prepared for how to deal with it and understand that sometimes you need the lows to really reach the highs 
you know the full pendulum swing of emotions is very important you've got to go there and um, to allow yourself to sink into those sad feelings sometimes is part of the human experience too and it allows you to really connect with the um, with the other end of the scale you know with the fun end with the happiness and the love um, yin and yang you can't have one without the other it's balance but I reckon we can spend more time in happiness and love than we have been it's about time this, the the um, what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> it's about time the scales changed or the something shifted and the thing happens where we all experience more love that's definitely more love is needed in the world right now which is why I think it's really important that um, we speak about the things that are helping us achieve um, psychological and physical higher frequencies because we are one human race right so if we and we have consciousness individual consciousness but also group consciousness like collective consciousness the human collective consciousness um, and so if we're all making efforts to raise our vibrations up, the whole human consciousness hopefully will be raised up as well. Um, and then we can stop messing around in all this toxic masculinity and competition and competitive like nature of growth. And like, I don't know, that's something that I'm, I like to rant about, but I don't exactly know how to um speak about these things like so i'm just gonna practice and get better at them on this podcast but there's so much that needs changing in this world right now if humans are going to make it i feel like and um that's a real deep thing to say but um it's a big part of the reason why i'm still making content if i'm honest because i don't feel like we have time to go and live in the woods and avoid all of these issues. Um, and I think there's a, there's a, there will be a tipping point with humanity whereby there will be more conscious people than unconscious people in terms of like levels. It's not just a switch. It's a, it's a process. Helping people have paradigm shifts where they go, oh, that isn't actually how I thought it was. Maybe it's different. And then that, that's a change of mind, like a change. That's, and that's evolution. It's like not just evolving from like monkey. I think it's um, kind of absurd anyway that um, we think that over a long, long period of time, we, of course, monkeys kind of potentially could have learned to stand up and walk. And that whole Darwin theory is like the closest we have to... Um, an explanation for how humans arrived on the planet. Um, but regardless of what's happened in the past and how we got to where we are now, where are we going as a species? Um, wh why do we have to think that, okay, well, let's go with the evolution thing because it potentially makes more sense than mo I think a lot of people will deciding myself included i used to think that evolution was the answer over religion and over creationism um but you know what now i'm not so sure because i like to keep a open mind for new information and i know that my old skeptical mind that was like nope 
evolution, evolution, evolution. Definitely evolution is a thing, but maybe it was slightly different for humans. Like, why do we have consciousness? Why do we have, um, why can we, why do we have to sit here working out our existence? And why do we have to do that in order to exist? Why can't we exist peacefully? So maybe we've gone back a little bit in terms of evolution biologically through our brains um, maybe it seems like we've got all this beautiful amazing technology and we're doing really well as a species in terms of like um, understanding the world we live in when it comes to um, physics and um, how this how solar systems work and how the universe is working we're building these beautiful telescopes that are like opening our eyes to what's happening around us um, and there's a lot of very smart people solving very difficult issues that human humanity is facing right now. But I think for me, the next level of evolution is bringing everybody's frequency back up. And in terms of consciousness, um, bringing the communal consciousness up, like the whole species, to understand that um, just very basic things. Like you can change the way you feel because we're all just looking for love right you can change the way you feel you can you can sit in that love and enjoy it because you deserve to people find it really difficult to they they don't think that they deserve often to feel love and to live in a world that is loving and happy and so we and that's kind of a scary world for a lot of people because that's where we have the most potential but People are scared of their potential because they're scared of failing. But why not have like all the potential ever with no fear of failure? Because there's no need for competition and for like this evolutionary survival of the fittest kind of outlook on life, where, which I think a lot of people do a lot of spiritual bypassing, myself included sometimes, and certainly I used to more. When you see someone... I don't actually do this anymore at all. <laughs> I've completely changed my mind on this. But when my younger, arrogant, skeptical self, um, who was big into atheism, evolution, and all these things, would see someone who was less privileged, and even in my subconscious, I'd be like, well, you should have worked harder at school. Oh my God, you guys, rain so much rain is just coming down outside right now suddenly it was literally blue skies a second ago and now it's pouring with rain can you hear that it's so beautiful um my succulents outside are going to be so stoked succulents love rain apparently <laughs> um i can't remember what i was talking about exactly it was probably something super important <laughs> but yeah basically i used to think oh you should have worked harder at school bro no wonder you're not doing well so unempathetic like of other people in their scenario and their and their journeys and their situations like how gross of me to even think that i think back and i was like you're surprised i had any friends but also your vibe attracts your tribe which is what i was saying to mel and ella last night when we had a beautiful dinner around mel's house and my friend melissa is a chef makes incredible food I'm very lucky to be fed such high frequency food once a week or twice a week um and then also get into some really high frequency conversations. Um, we were saying that, um, what, what exactly were we saying? I don't know. I keep forgetting. Like I go off in little tangents and then I need to come back to the point. Podcasting, hey, it's not so easy. Um, I was saying that your vibe attracts your tribe, right? 
And that seems like an old saying that's kind of been around for a while, and we all know that. But um, my tribe now, down here, is on a whole nother frequency, a whole nother vibe. This tribe down here, and they've always been here, but my vibe wasn't matching their vibe. So it didn't, we weren't, our worlds didn't align, you know, our worlds didn't collide because in the same way that my vibration and is not the same vibration as like a young drunk student, I don't want to spend time with young drunk student and young drunk student certainly probably doesn't want to spend time with me either. Our vibes are different. Our vibrations and our frequencies don't harmonize. So your vibe literally attracts your tribe. Um, so if you're not happy with your tribe, switch up your vibe. It's pretty simple. Find something new. Do something different. Like change it up. Have a different conversation. Like sometimes an awkward and difficult conversation with your tribe or with members of your tribe where you're like, you know what, actually, I don't like it when we do this or I prefer it when we do this. And I hung out with someone the other day and all we chatted about was this and it was really like a fun thing to talk about instead of just that low frequency, surface level conversation, surface level emotions, go deep. I like to get deep with people. That's also a Piscean thing, but that's also part, like, you know, not, not everybody in, my, in the tribe likes to have super deep conversations. That's just something that I really like to do straight off the bat, especially when I meet people. I go, I throw my vibe right out there and I'm like, yo, bro, so how we, uh, how's life? Like, how are you feeling? What's your emotional state at the moment? And people are like, oh, can't we just talk about the weather rather? <laughs> and of course, yes, most of the time I'd love to talk about the weather with people I just meet. I love like, um, I do enjoy a bit of small talk every now and then, but I always, the only reason I enjoy it is because it gives me an opportunity to plant a seed of deeper like thought, you know, if that makes sense. I just really love chatting to people. I just love people actually, which... I was not saying a year ago. I was just not loving people a year ago. So yeah, your vibe attracts your tribe, homies. Um, so now if you're not happy with your tribe, then change your vibe. Um, sure. So diet, obviously, is like a big fundamental change that I've been making, and I think it's been leading to some big clearances in my mind and in my world, you know, in my human experience. Um it's super easy to control actually your diet because I mean a lot of you people a lot of you lovely people <laughs> will be thinking uh, it's not so easy I'm super busy like I don't have time for all this food nonsense like I'm just out here trying to survive so that was I totally understand that and a lot of people are, are in better positions than others to be making changes to their diet giving themselves an opportunity to experiment with things that might they're not sure whether it's going to serve them in their current lifestyle that they find themselves in in the current chapter of their journey um, and I totally get that and it's taken me years to like get to this final stage of like plant-basedness and after three or four months I'm like okay I'm definitely on this train now it took me a while to get here and bear in mind when I was an athlete my diet was like very high on my priority list but for very different reasons. I was looking at food as fuel rather than like adding or taking away from my my vibration. Um, but I also eat, used to eat 
a lot of food when I was training. We used to do a lot of training. We used to put a lot of calories through. And I used to eat a lot of animal products, a lot of meat. And that was actually at a time when, when I was changing that um, my diet and adding more meat and more animal products and fats to my diet. I was getting good results off the back of that too. But it wasn't the only thing that was giving me good results through my kayaking, through when I was an athlete. There was a lot of other great stuff that was going on too. And the most important great thing that was happening when I was doing my best and I was sort of at the peak of my athletic career was just having a belief in that what I was doing was the right thing to be doing. That was the key fundamental. It wasn't, I mean, I'm sure a lot of um, people and athletes and physicians and um, coaches and nutritionists will tell you, of course, it's very important, the diet that you put into your body. But if I was to start kayaking again now, well, firstly, I wouldn't be eating mostly animal products. Um, I'd have to be finding other ways of um, helping my body adapt to the training that we put it through, put your body through, um, not just through animal products. But it's also 2019, and there are lots of solutions out there, and there's lots of information out there, and there's definitely a lot of vegan bodybuilding-type athletes going on out there. Like, It's a very interesting time because I'm looking back at my athletic career, I'm just thinking, sure, like we were very, we had our minds made up about certain things to the point where you'd either argue with your coach or your coach would argue with you and they'd have big discussions about training programs, nutrition, lifestyle, sleep, anything that would make us go faster in a kayak. Um, and we were so made up in our minds about it all, but now I'm like, oh, um, I would definitely do things differently now if I was to start training again. Which, by the way, I'm I'm not. <laughs> I have no interest, certainly right now, in getting back into racing or kayaking. Although I have been doing some little bit of paddling. Um. Anyway, moving swiftly on. I say moving swiftly on. This is quite a long podcast now. I hope you guys don't mind the long form. I certainly enjoy it. I saw that Joe Rogan did a podcast yesterday with Mike Tyson. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Also, I'm super excited to listen to the Joe Rogan um, Kanye podcast that's going to be out at some stage. That's going to be wild, very hopefully illuminating. For I want to, I want to better understand people like Kanye. You know, so much power in the world, um, and it must be really difficult to be Kanye um, in a lot of ways psychologically. Can you imagine? Um, no wonder that guy feels that seems like he's losing his mind every now and then. Um, anyway, I don't really listen to his new music. I prefer his old stuff. Actually, I don't really listen to rap music anymore. If I'm honest, that's also another frequency thing that I'm avoiding. I've been listening to some podcasts from some people who are more intelligent than me, and they're talking about this whole mumble rap thing. You know, the na 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 that mumble rap shit. I used to enjoy some of that, but I never really understood it. Um, fully but people are talking about how actually they're rapping about like pharmaceuticals pharmaceutical painkillers like Xanax and stuff and that's actually just fueling that whole industry and now it's like glorifying the the abuse of pharmaceutical drugs and um, through money basically through this huge industry that is rap 
music, like mumble rap. There's a huge industry now. You have these dudes popping up out of nowhere, sing like half singing with auto-tune. You don't even really know what they're saying. And it's like hypnotic. It's like it's in a trance. And I've tried a Xanax before. Um, knocks you out. Like, And certainly I can relate to listening to that kind of music um, whilst I'm a little bit out of it. Um, and good on those peeps for making their money and doing their journey and what what, but like what impact are you having on your audience? Where, where are you going to take responsibility for the fact that lots of young people now think that it's okay to barely speak words? Um, the loss of language almost like it's a epidemic it seems like um, and since there's so much money involved in um, these alternative sort of lifestyles and I think also gaming is an alternative lifestyle because there's huge money in gaming and people make bucks and all you're really into all you're really doing as a gamer is encouraging other humans to sit in front of a screen and stare at the screen and like move some bits and pieces around and get drawn into this game which is not real life it's like and the same with the mumble rap thing it's like it's not real life you're taking drugs and getting out of your mind and they're they're making the perfect soundtrack for it and guess what you buy the merch you you feel the music encourages you to sit into a more sedentary lifestyle and then the money on top of it it's like, well, nobody argues with money, right? If you're making money, then good on you, bro. Like, it's it's not a sustainable thing for humans. <laughs> and it's not like... I mean, I really enjoy music and I love a lot of, like, the production and the beats. Um, but I find myself relating less and less to the lyrics as I find myself on higher frequencies. That's all. So I've actually just stopped listening to that because I just, I put it on and I just think, oh, turn it off. It's like, it sounds like the radio. Gross. <laughs> um, what else? Sure. Okay, well, let me tell you some benefits since I've written down a bit of a list of things I'm supposed to be talking about. Um, some benefits of the celery juice thing that we're doing. My skin is looking great. I'm also got a little bit of a tan. I was super white in the UK. It was not a vibe. But that's also my ego. But I just feel healthier and look healthier when I've got a bit of skin colour, you know. Um, who knows if that's ego or what. But I feel great. Skin's feeling... You guys are being so noisy out there. Seriously. You have to... Oh my God, you have to throw it. Probably does. They're just doing their job. Shame they're out on the road. Um, I'm going to continue anyway because... That's how we do. Um, so yeah, just like also with the whole coming back to sort of the frequency thing and the diet thing, it's a lot about like, it's just about having an awareness of the effect that the outside sources, outside information and things that you're putting from the outside in, the effect, having an awareness of that effect on you and your mind and your emotions, your body and everything. And just like you've... It's easier to care about 
that and be more aware about that when you care about your existence. So last year I was like struggling with my purpose. I was struggling like, I was like, why am I here then? What am I supposed to be doing? I have no idea. Like that doesn't make sense anymore to me. This is different. I don't know how I feel about this anymore. And all sorts of transitions and changes were happening. Um, and my awareness of how everything, I was forced to be aware of my emotions and my feelings. Um, and then I'm, I'm now, I'm now progressively forcing myself to be more aware and maintain my awareness and live in an awareness of myself and my vibration. Um, so yeah, take your existence seriously, guys. Like you're here for a reason. You listening to this podcast are as damn important to this planet and this world as I am or anybody else. There is no hierarchy here. We are all humans. We are all souls on this planet. And we all are here for a reason. Um, I think I read a quote about how the universe, in the last podcast, the universe kind of makes it, makes you feel uncomfortable in your existence until you're back on the path that you're supposed to be. So whether or not you're aware of that discomfort or you allow yourself to be aware of your discomfort will be a, a, a deciding factor as to whether or not you allow yourself to change your existence and your experience. Um, don't settle for feeling bad about stuff. You don't need to. It's not a requirement for life. The bad feeling and the anger or the fear or those lower vibration feelings are there to help remind you that you're not supposed to be there. You're, move, you're supposed to move out of that and learn on the journey and the process of moving from a low vibration into a high vibration. That's you know, If I had a pound for every time I said vibration in this podcast, then I definitely wouldn't have to monetize it. <laughs> Not that I'm monetizing these podcasts yet anyway. I'm just doing them for communication purposes, and which is always going to be the number one goal for me, of course. At some stage, I'm sure I'll bring some kind of sponsorship in, um, but not yet. There's no need for it. I also want to start recording these podcasts on video so that I can put my, them on my YouTube channel as well, um, which will then, I think, help people find my old content too, which is a really important part of this whole journey. Um, so yeah, sure. Benefits of high vibe and celery juice and things like that at the moment. High energy, good skin, clear mind. I'm calm, non-reactive, and less emo like better with controlling my emotions and therefore I have like a smoother day things just go better for me and that's also to do with meditation um, also just plant-based is far more eco-friendly just having a more happy conscious um, uh, existence um, knowing that like I'm, I'm not my, my meat consumption isn't smashing the environment is a nice way to live it feels good Another another thing that makes my existence more enjoyable. Um, and you can't go back with all of this stuff, especially with the esoteric stuff. It's like once you sort of go down this, this rabbit hole, as it were, of like self-development and self-improvement, there's so much out there, so much information. Uh, it's very quick now to learn about. Um, you can find out who you really are. Um, 
which is a journey in itself. Like I am still on it. I'm, I'm only just beginning really to understand like who I am because who I have been previously before my sort of awakening of 2018 um, was a, uh, a conditioned, like a conditioning, um, let me say that again. <laughs> who I was previously was a result of my environment. And your environment includes like all the things that people have ever said to you, all the things that people have like had have had influence on you in, your role models in your life, um, your parents, your friends, like every ex every experience that you've had so far in your life is who you are. Um until you wake up and realize that it doesn't have to be that way. Um, you don't have to carry that baggage around, especially if it's a part of you that you don't like. Um, you are exactly who you're supposed to be in the position that you're supposed to be in right now, and everything that's happened to you so far in your life is for a reason. It's just whether or not you grasp that concept and the concept of like things are happening for me not to me like why do all these bad things happen to me all the time no they're happening for you they're they're there to make you strong they're there to challenge you and it's the universe reminding you that yeah life's not fair but you still have free will and you can still make changes in your life that you know are going to help improve your existence anyway <laughs> um yeah, shit. I mean, I've also lost a, uh, a bit of weight. Like, I'm feeling pretty trim at the moment. Um, I'm feeling very energy efficient. I have very consistent energy throughout the day. There's no more highs and lows. I've stopped drinking coffee um, as well because that just, like, sends me through the roof now because my body's far more sensitive and tuned, like, highly tuned, you know? I can't just throw junk into it. It's not like an old diesel truck anymore. I'm feeling a bit more like a an R8. V10 plus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, also you don't have to buy meat. Meat's expensive, you know. Um, oh, and the whole thing is way less convenient, which sounds like a bad thing. Um, but less convenient is a good thing when it comes to you and your diet, your mind and everything. The less convenient, the better. The more time you put into food preparation, the more love you put into it, the more it's going to give you back. Set your intentions with your food and anything that you could do and consume. Um, and you'll find that it gives you much more back. Um, if you go and jump into um, Marks and Spencer's and grab a plastic pot with like a quinoa salad in it, that's going to be okay, but it's not going to be anywhere near as... Um, it's not going to be anywhere near as good for you and... and, and um, nutritious for you as if you were to make it yourself but of course now and that comes down to time like how much time do you allocate in the day for nutrition and for your food and what i'm saying like less convenient is better because the more time you spend around the ritual of making food eating it and that whole thing rather than like quick in and out i'm it, i'm only eating this food to keep me alive like i'm so that's survival mode that's not thriving mode but of course we've got no time nobody's ever got any time for anything um so you have to start making changes to build yourself a schedule that allows for you to spend more time 
um, on your nutrition, if that's what you want to do, if that's why the way you feel like you could improve your life. Um, so it's a little bit like time allocation. You just have to reallocate. You have to look at your time budget and be like, okay, I'm actually going to invest some time in my nutrition, rather. Um, and you'll find that you have plenty of time in the day if you get up early and you get into your routine and you're building healthy habits. There's lots of time in the day. I feel like I'm lying to myself every time I say that. I'm like, I wish there was more time in the day so I could get get things done. But that's also a conditioning of mine where I'm like, I want to get things done quickly because we live in a competitive world. But I'm not going to try and get things done quickly if I'm not going to be able to even enjoy those things that I've done once I get there because I'm like tired or unhappy or resentful of the journey in the first place. Um, anyway, on a completely another separate note, we went sailing the other week. It was so beautiful, guys. Um, it was beautiful until about 40 minutes in when, the route, when we came around the corner and the wind picked up and we really got sailing. And this is on like a 49-foot... Um, single hull beautiful old sailing ship in Cape Town called Aurora and if you go on my Instagram you can see um, a little photo series of some images that I shot on that boat very fun little shoot we didn't it wasn't really a shoot we were just out there just having fun really I just took some snaps but um, and also the boat you can you can sail on that boat and rent that boat and go sailing with um, the guys on the Aurora if you want to it's all linked in the Instagram situation they were very kind to um, gift us our little tribe a free sailing experience out in Cape Town which is fantastic I was getting a little seasick towards the end I was quite happy to to find land again <laughs> but it's it was, I love being out on the ocean especially in Cape Town and if you like sailing Cape Town is the place to be in the summer it pumps wind here super windy um, yeah, we went, and that was organised by um, one of my besties, Tom Lovemore, who's such a such an excellent, excellent human being. I love that boy so much. Um, so go and yeah, go and check those photos out, and uh, check out Tom also. His name is Tom at Tom Lovemore on Instagram. Um, really nice dude. If you want some positive vibes in your on your feed, check out Tomo, Mister Lovemore. Um, but yeah, we went with a whole bunch of people. It was really great fun. Um, yeah, and then like I said, on last Saturday, I went to a little party called Into the Wild, sort of techno side trance vibe with a couple of international DJs came through and there was about 1,500 plus people there. It was really, really fun. It was just outside of Cape Town in a little forest. I love having those parties out in nature. Um, yeah, just lots of really beautiful people, um, really wholesome sort of community. <clears throat> um but yeah, also a place where there's clear differences in energy of these social events. Hey, you get the different vibes. Different people are different on different vibes, you know. And um, I find myself resonating less with those who are drinking, and more with those who are just there for like a, a vibe, um, which is really interesting. And I love having deep chats with people at these parties as well. It's kind of the main reason I go there. It's just to like learn more about myself and other people, and just meet really nice humans. Um, and Cape Town is a bit of a, um, bit of a magnet for interesting people. It's a very high energy here, um, 
very good positive energy here, which is what keep me keeps me coming back. It's what brought me down here in the first place, even though I didn't even realize why I was wanting to spend time here. Very high energy here. So you get some really interesting peeps, um, which is rad. Um, sure, what else have I written down here that I was going to talk about? I've pretty much covered it all without even reading through, which is interesting. I like getting into more of a flow state with the vlog, with the with the vlogs, with the uh, yeah. There goes my flow. Um, with the podcast, you know, like um, like I do on a voice note. A lot of my friends will tell you on voice note king. I'll send those voice notes all day. Um, sure. Oh yeah, I've just been. Um, I guess I've just. The other thing is I've. Um, I've been preparing this week to go camping this weekend, and it is your sugar plum fairies. It is eleven o'clock, and we're supposed to be kind of leaving soon. Um, but I really wanted to record this podcast and get it out to you guys before we went off camping for the weekend. It's uh, me and Ella are going to the Cedarburg Mountains, which is about a three and a half hour drive from here outside of Cape Town. We're going in Pumba, who is um, Pumba's doing really well. Got Pumba back from Pondstein, who did an incredible job of um, servicing and maintaining of uh, the Pum. So thank you so much, Pondstein in Cape Town. Um, if you're interested in Land Rovers at all, um, check out the photos I'm going to be posting on my Instagram um, when I get back um, from this trip. And I'm going to be tagging Ponstein, who um, build custom-built custom defenders in Cape Town and ship them all over the world. Um, pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I'll be tagging them. So if you're a Defender fan or a Land Rover fan, just go and check them out. Um, but we're going to the Cedarburg Mountains for two nights camping, and then we're going to come just outside of the Cedarburg Mountains into a place called Wolfcott Nature Reserve, um, which is a beautiful um, nature park uh, where there is a festival going on right now. We're not going for the full, it's like a four or five day festival. Um, we're just going to go for one night, one Sunday night, and just go and have a little dance, I think, and then come back and start it all again on Monday. Um, but yeah, that's my journey notes updates. Um, I hope everybody is living in harmony and is having a really good uh, transition into 2019 so far. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's a really good energy this year so far. Oh, also, 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 it's a full moon, a super full moon on Sunday um, and a lunar eclipse, um, which I'm really amped about because I've not really... I mean, I've only recently been sort of getting in touch with lunar cycles and like understanding um, the way my emotions and my my mind and my body are being affected by this fucking great big rock that's orbiting the planet, that's going around the planet. Um, and I mean, it makes so much sense to me now, like your, your moon being, um, your moon, the moon being... Uh, sort of affiliated with emotions because imagine your emotions are like water and we're like 70% water or something and think about the moon pulls the whole ocean the tides go in and out twice a day as the moon goes around um, and we are 70% water too so of course we're going to be like pulled a little bit by that moon as well and maybe at a full moon that's emotions like running a little bit high um, because you're maybe a little bit more connected with the moon is like causing some kind of difference in energy. It all sounds very esoteric to me, which is why I like it. 
Um, but yeah, the moon is looking beautiful at the moment. So if you get a chance to see the, the lunar eclipse, go for it. We're going to be in the Cedarberg, which is known for its stars and its clear night sky. But of course, it's going to be a full moon, which is bright. And a full moon is not a good time for checking stars. You want to check stars on a new moon because um, then there's no light pollution from the moon itself. But yeah, it's going to be a very highly uh, charged weekend, I think, of emotions, and um, which is why we're kind of getting out into nature, reconnecting, before we come back on Monday and start again. And yeah, get loads of edited photos out there, um, and just continue grinding on the mission. The mission. Um, but I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening to these podcasts. And... Um, there's lots of really exciting stuff that I'm that I'm sort of up to behind the scenes at the moment. Um, but mostly, I just want to start shooting again. I want to get out there. Oh, I posted some pictures from um, when we, from the day actually that I recorded the podcast with Ella when we were in France snowboarding on a trip in the mountains in Mirabel. We recorded a podcast then, but that same day it dumped snow and we went out with a little uh, film camera, my Olympus AF-1 highly recommend that camera the olympus af1 is such a great little film auto focus film camera 35 millimeter lens 2.8 um pretty sturdy old thing and the photos that i got back with the flash and the snow coming down check them out on my instagram mr ben brown um but yeah and send me a dm i really appreciate all the love that you guys are sending me um it really keeps me going and makes me very happy and I'm sending it right back out to you guys right now. I have so much love for all of you. Genuine, deep love for all of you. And thank you so much for supporting me on my journey. I'm going to end this podcast right here. And then pretend, just pretend right now that there's like a nice outro song happening. That's going to be the future, maybe, if we get this podcast game on point. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. Stay safe. Work hard on yourself, um, be nice to people, and try not to get lost or killed, homies. Peace.